Hey, this is Scott Bischoff. I'm recording for uh, Detroit Lions podcast. We are going to be talking about the Detroit Lions matchup with the New England Patriots in week five. Stay tuned. It's coming at you right now. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Okay, so uh, I hope everybody took a real long shower and scrubbed off that loss from last week because it was ugly. Uh, We hit some stuff um, with what we talked about last week, specific to the players that we thought would have big games. Uh, The Lions' defense looked somewhat panicked as far as trying to generate pressure and uh, bringing all-out blitzes and leaving uh, leaving the back-end guys in man coverage, which is a bad idea against players like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So uh, going forward, uh, different matchup this week, a completely different type of game. Um, New England is not as explosive on offense. Uh, they don't try to be. Uh, they don't have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and uh, the, a desire to throw the ball as much as as, uh, as down the field as much as maybe Seattle is doing at this point. So we're looking at uh, looking at the the Vegas lines for for this week. The, I, I am recording this Thursday morning, so uh, we're going to talk about some injuries, but <clears throat> we're going to have to be very generalized about the injuries. Yesterday was a bad day for the Lions. Uh, from a from a practice standpoint, for some understanding as far as who's going to be in or out this Sunday, I don't. I, I mean, it's a, there's a huge laundry list of of players who did not practice yesterday, and some who were limited yesterday, and we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. But as far as what I'm doing, uh, I'm going off of yesterday's practice report, and I'm not necessarily going to even mention players' names because we it, there's just too much unknown. Um, Okay, so Vegas has set the over under on this game at forty six and a half. Um, obviously, we saw last week they put the they had the over under at fifty and a half or whatever it was, and and the Lions and the Seahawks decided they wanted to obliterate that by almost halftime. So uh, <clears throat> I don't see that happening this week. So over under forty six and a half. The implied totals for each team. There, uh, New England is a three point favorite at home, which essentially means that this is a this is a fifty fifty matchup. If it were played in a uh, neutral field, on a neutral field, uh, New England's implied totals like twenty-four and three quarters. The Lions is twenty-one and three quarters. Um, whatever you want to take away from that, go ahead. Okay, so looking at the Lions' run defense <clears throat> um, on offense, the Lions are the number six uh, run offense in total yards. They're the number one offense running the ball in yards per carry and the number two offense overall with seven rushing touchdowns. New England, by the same metrics, they're the number 10 uh, team rushing the ball in total yards, number 12 in yards per carry, and number five overall with five rushing touchdowns. So both of these teams can, want to, and will run the ball. Um, Passing game. The Detroit Lions are number five in total pass yards. They are the number 13 uh, yards per attempt team in the NFL, and they're the number one team in the NFL tied with 11 passing touchdowns. Soak it all in, people. 
New England, they're the number one, 21 uh, total yards passing team. They're number four in yards per attempt, so they're efficient. And the number 27 team in the NFL, uh, they've only thrown for three touchdowns in, in the season so far. Um, you can see the differences and how maybe the matchups and, and game scripts and uh, the Lions defense being as bad, bad as, as it has been through four games is forcing the Lions to play fast, loose, throw it down the field football, um, leading to some of the gaudy numbers the Lions currently do have on offense. So on defense, the Lions are the number 30 uh, run defense in the NFL in yards allowed, number 32 in yards per carry, number 32 in touchdowns surrendered, uh, 10. Those are not great numbers, obviously. Uh, New England, they're the number 26 uh, team in the NFL in yards allowed. They're number 30 in yards per carry. Uh, however, they've stiffened. They're the number six team in the NFL, giving up only two rushing touchdowns. Uh, against the pass, the Lions are number 30 in yards, number 28 in yards per attempt, and number 24, uh, the number 24 pass defense, giving up only seven touchdowns so far. New England is number 11 in yards. Uh, number 13, this is against the pass, number 13 in yards per attempt, but number 28 overall, uh, giving up eight touchdowns. So um, teams are throwing it on New England and scoring at a higher rate than they're actually uh, passing it, if that makes sense. So you can see where the Lions might have some advantages this week, uh, maybe in the red zone, maybe finishing in the red zone. Um Okay, so let's move to the offensive side of the ball. <clears throat> um, there isn't much to complain about uh, at this point. Obviously, the Lions are the Lions are a pretty explosive team. Um, that goes without saying. They're like the number one offense in the NFL. It's 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 strange to be in a situation where where we're watching a team as explosive as the Lions are are on offense and as poor as they've played on defense to this point. So um, I'm a silver lining sort of, I'm going to watch a little more of the offense and be a little more excited about what we're seeing because we're seeing some of these things with significant injuries <clears throat> and um, players filling in in important roles and important spots. Uh, last week, Amon Ross St. Brown was out. DJ Chark was out. We thought that would limit the Lions a little bit in their passing attack. It did not. Uh, Josh Reynolds steps up, which we fully thought that he would have a good game. Uh, we fully thought TJ Hawkinson would have a good game. Didn't expect the numbers from Hawkinson that he put up. Um, again, it's an unknown as to as to who's going to play this week, whether Jonah Jackson returns. It's unknown about uh, DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds and Shark and Hawkins, all these guys. Who knows? Uh, so pay attention to the injury reports, but at this point, it looks like the scheme is overcoming whatever player limitations there are. It's an exciting thing. Jared Goff is playing really good football. Um, I do think New England is a pretty sound defensive team and I'm sure they're going to try their best to limit the big plays that the Lions are, are taking on offense and, and, and force the Lions to grind things out, um, Maybe it's a little slower place, pace than we saw last week because I, I think the New England's going to want to run the ball on offense as well uh, at a significantly higher rate than Seattle wanted to run the ball on offense. 
So I think that's that's where I'm expecting a little lower scoring game with a little more run run game involved. Um, I do think the Lions will take shots. Uh, they will they will spread things out and take advantage of opportunities that are given to them because that's what they've done through four games. Uh, pace be damned. So <clears throat> uh, New England is a good defense. Um, you can run on them. Um, it's hard to score on them. Uh, Running the ball, teams don't throw on the throw the ball on them all that efficiently, effectively, uh, but are they're throwing in the red zone and 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 having some success there, where where they're giving up some passing touchdowns. So uh, on offense, I would expect to see the Lions do what they can to move bodies off the line of scrimmage. Uh, you still have Taylor Decker, you have Penny Sewell who's playing at an incredibly high level. Uh, Frank Ragnow, one of the best centers in the NFL. And then, you know, the guards are are what they are. Um, interestingly, we're going to see a three man front again, uh, which is what Minnesota ran and what Seattle runs. Um, the Lions have chosen to deploy Evan Brown against uh, these three man fronts, perhaps because of um, his ability to be a little more technical and maybe to pick up stunts and loops and blitzers and that kind of stuff. So I would expect to see Evan Brown in there again, as long as he's not. As long as the injury doesn't limit him, he was another one who did not practice on Wednesday. So, um, you know, more of the same. I, I, I think uh, at this point, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson has the Lions offense playing at a level that's just uh, incredible. Uh, do I, I, I think it's going to take a step back just a touch because, uh, I mean, if it were me, and I know it's just it's not the same level, but but thinking about how you know um, how do we protect our defense, right? How can an offense protect the defense? And the offense can protect the defense by holding onto the ball longer. Uh, and we talked about this last week too, and they didn't do it. Um, but holding onto the ball, running the ball more, and giving the uh, the the opposition less opportunities on offense. That means that, I mean, yeah, it's great to have long, huge passing plays and scores and all these things, um, but that's not necessarily the pace at which I think the Lions want or should be playing in this game. I think you want to slow it down. You want to reduce possessions, kind of take the air out of the ball, so to speak, and 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 not give New England as many opportunities on on offense as maybe uh, as maybe you gave Seattle. But I also understand that Seattle got out to a quick lead and. And you were playing catch up, and that's just kind of how that game shook out. So um, <clears throat> there's not a ton to talk about on offense, with the exception of you know just kind of keep things uh, moving along uh, with whatever with whoever you have. And clearly, at this point, it almost doesn't matter who they have; they're they're capable of executing at a high level. Uh, I would expect. I don't know that DeAndre Swift is back, but I would expect Jamal Williams to have a lot of touches. Uh, and to be a focal point of what they're doing on offense and then to run some play action, you know, um, spread things out a touch, short passing game, just to keep chains moving kind of stuff. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but if if the Lions want to spread things out and go shootout matchup, I just think that's that's just flawed logic for for where they are as a defense, and they they kind of have the offense has a duty to protect the defense in some ways. Okay, on to the defensive side of the ball. There's some things that that at this point have me 
I don't want to say confused because because it's not it's not confusion. It's just there are things I I would I would love to see them do. Um, one of the things I would love to see them do is to get Aiden Hutchinson in a two point stance and not uh, deploy him out of a three point stance. He is widely talked about. Uh, in the pre-draft process, that that was one of the keys to unlocking his game at Michigan was allowing him to stand up and rush from from a two-point stance. The Lions have not really done that. Um, now I understand when you kick him inside, it's you know you you know it's tough to play him out of a two-point stance. But when you when he's outside over set over the tackle or or head up on the tackle, I think letting him see the quarterback. And see what's happening is just better. It's a better uh, rhythm for his game, and he seems to be he seems to want that and to play better in 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 that situation where you where you do stand him up. Now, um, having said that, um, there may be things that I am oblivious to or unaware of as to why they're doing what they're doing with him. So I will fully admit that. Having said that, I know it sounds stupid, but. Having said that, uh, I think one of the things that offensive coordinator Ben Johnson is doing is getting getting his players put into the most optimal position for their skill sets to let them excel. I would think that doing that for Aiden Hutchinson, letting him stand up and play out of a two-point stance, is doing exactly that. Letting him be his best self. Uh Asking him to play out of a three-point stance might be might just be you know you got you're kind of burying him inside a little bit and taking advantage of some of his his natural advantage. Um, so I would like to see him lined up out of a two-point stance and just and just kind of let him go off the edge. But um, as much as as much as people have been talking about Hutchinson to this point, it's not necessarily him. Uh, I mean, he's a rookie. He's he's. He's winning. His pass rush win rate is pretty good for a rookie pass rusher. Um, the question I have is, where is Charles Harris in the mix as a pass rusher? Where is Austin Bryant? Where is Julian Aquara and, and all these other the the guys on the other side of the ball? Because it just doesn't seem like they're getting home or even remotely, um, you know. Productive from a pressure standpoint. I mean, production is is productive. Pressure is productivity. So, so you know when you if you don't get home, but you but you force a quarterback to move off of his spot earlier than he wants to, that's that's productive. That's a good thing. Um, you don't have to get home and finish a sack. Obviously, you want you want to, but but as long as you're getting you're getting you're, as long as you're making a quarterback feel something, feel uncomfortable, that's good. And it just doesn't seem like whoever's rushing uh, on the outside, on the other side of Hutchinson is is really getting home. And I think that, you know, if we were to go through and look at the double team rates, I think Hutchinson is probably being double teamed at a pretty high rate. I don't know that for sure. But, I, but my assumption is he's getting doubled more than just about anybody on that defensive line. And um, the guys on the other side are just not, just not getting it done. Now, some of this is is scheme driven. Last year they played a three man front. They would walk. They would walk their the edge rusher over the edge. And Charles Harris had a great year last year doing you know playing in that in that way. They've changed their front this year, and it's just not happening to the level that we would hope. 
Um, I'm sure that the Lions would hope too. So we'll see if they if they're a little more multiple in what they do on their defensive line. If they if they can uh, switch things up and move some bodies around. Now again, having said that, it's not necessarily a criticism of of what they're doing on defense. Just it's just an observation because there are things at play and things that they're doing that you know might go hand in hand with with playing Hutchinson where they're playing him that I'm just not paying attention to, like linebacker blitzes and and opening up parts of the field for other players to make plays. I don't know. Uh, it's just, again, it's an observation. It's something, it's just food for thought. But uh, definitely the uh, the defensive ends opposite Aiden Hutchinson need to step up their game for sure. Um, that was one of the issues last week is that they just couldn't get there. And they brought everybody because they knew they couldn't get there. And it exposed huge parts of the field, leaving the back end guys one on one with superstar receivers. And good luck. Um, so this week is a is a you know it's a significantly better matchup for what the Lions do on defense and for where they are. They the Patriots don't have elite pass catchers. They don't have weapons like um, you know they don't have weapons like the Lions have seen to this point in the season where there's a superstar receiver. They have good receivers, but they're you know, they're not explosive guys like Justin Jefferson or Metcalf or, or Lockett or Terry McLaurin or, you know, or A.J. Brown kind of. They're not those types. So I wouldn't expect the Lions defense to look as exposed as it has in the in the last few games. Um, the concern is, is, is New England's going to want to run the ball with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. And these are big, big running backs who are very capable players. Um, the thing that's nice and, and, and the matchup kind of fits is that the Lions aren't going to have to play as, as crazy aggressive, uh, bringing blitz and, and, and bringing everybody as they have, um, like we mentioned, so, so they can play a little more traditional, um, it might be easier for their defensive ends to play contain and set the edge, uh, and the linebackers can stay home, fill gaps, play traditional, uh, you know, linebacker roles and just run to the ball. Um, so we, you know, this is a good week for where the Lions are going into the bye next week, not having to worry so much about, you know, uh, just an assault of loaded up receivers and an inability to get pressure. I think they'll get some pressures this week. Um, traditional type pressures. I think they'll be able to do some things that'll, that'll make, uh, at this point, it looks like it's Bailey Zappi, uh, a rookie quarterback that'll make him, I already know what you're thinking. I can feel myself as I say his name. Um, I can feel it too. This is the Lions sort of reaching in and grabbing uh, that fearful part of you. And Bailey Zappi's going to have a big game, isn't he? No, <clears throat> I hope not. Sorry about that little random thing I just did there. Um. So back to it. Uh, I think the, that New England is going to try to run the ball, and it's clear that teams are running the ball with a, a, a high level of effectiveness against the Lions. They just are. Um, so New England is a little more one-dimensional on offense. They're not going to throw it around and sling it all over the place, spread teams out, and make it so it's easier to run. Uh, so the Lions can kind of load things up and and play some – a little like softer zones in the back end where, yeah, you might be giving up passing passes in front of you. And it might be frustrating at times because it might feel like 
why are why is New England com- completing all these you know six seven eight yard completions and and the Lions are rallying to the ball and making you know making tackles? It's because they're playing zone and they're just they want to be a little more conservative in their approaches and not give up huge plays down the field. Um, I mean, I would I'm sure that Lions are going to change that up too and and bring some pressures and do some do some try to do some exotic things, but it's not going to have to be an every play thing. Uh, but Damian Harris is a good running back. Ramondre Stevenson is a really good running back who can catch the ball. He's a huge guy with incredible footwork, and it's it's a he he reminds me of like a Legarrette Blunt sized player, but he has sweet feet and he is he you know he's one of those guys that's going to have a big game. Uh, even if the Lions do their best to limit what New England does on offense, the running backs are going to have good games this week. It's just. What can the the Lions do to sort of dial up um, gap sound defense to limit uh, and and you know we've talked about this since the first one I did uh, keeping keeping New England in good down and distance is important. So first down plays, first down runs are good uh, if you can if you can limit them and force them into a, into a passing situation with a rookie quarterback. Where especially if you're getting a little pressure, it's going to make it really uncomfortable for him. Now, having said that, Bailey Zappi has thrown a ton of passes in his career to this point, and he is a uh, he is a capped player um, at the NFL level. I, I you know coming into the into the draft, I think he's I think he's a clipboard holder for a very long time. Um, no offense, but he he is a good quarterback. He he will find areas to throw the ball. He's not, you know, he's not uh, he's not going to put the ball into bad places. But if you can if you can pressure him, you could probably make things make things rough for him. So you know, again, we we've talked about doing some things on the defensive line to get some some more pressures, and you know, it'll be up to Aiden Hutchinson and and whoever plays defensive end outside, you know, on the other side. Um. <laughs> we're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see the Lions. Um, we're gonna see what Aaron Glenn can do in a one-week span. It this is tough though, because because taking them from a Tracy Walker-led back-end defense with the split-zone concepts, losing Tracy Walker and having to turn over that defense in you know four or five days of practice and starting Kirby Joseph is just asking a little. It's asking a lot. Now we are a few weeks removed from the Tracy Walker injury, and my my assumption going in was that we would see some defensive changes over the bye week, and that they would come out in week seven and look a little di- different on the back end. Uh, we did talk last week about how we I thought they would go more cover one, cover three, which are man concepts, and they did. It's just they don't have great personnel right now for to do that kind of stuff without getting pressure. And so I understand what Aaron Glenn did. I do. Um, and we do need to take a deep breath on the Aaron Glenn stuff. So we'll see We'll see what the Lions can do from a pressure standpoint this week. Um, obviously, you want to limit you want to limit the Patriots' ability to run the ball and force them to make uh, you know longer completions on third downs. Uh, I think that's the kind, that's where you want to be in this in this matchup. And we'll see how uh, the Lions can can bounce and rebound. Um, clearly, clearly, 
This is a team that is playing for Dan Campbell. They got, you know, they get down big in that game against Seattle. And they just, you know, same thing in Philly. You know, they rallied back and they made it a game. Now, I don't think the Philly game was as close as the Seattle game. I mean, Seattle, you get that onside kick and it's like, I think the Lions are winning, which is crazy to think about. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, I know it's frustrating. The Aaron Glenn stuff is frustrating. The defense is frustrating. I, I hear the screaming about it. Um, they've got to figure it out. I, these are smart guys. I think they will figure it out. I think, I think one of the steps there is, is to get a little more, what were we doing last year that where Charles Harris made his money? What were we doing? Uh, how did, how did we free him up to just get after the quarterback last year? What can we do with Aiden Hutchinson in similar ways this week? Uh, what what lessons can we take away from what's happening on the defensive line so far as opposed to what it looked like last year? And, you know, what uh, what changes are made going into the New England game and then essentially coming out of the bye? So that's where it is for this week. Um, if you have any questions, the Slack channel is a good place for it or Twitter. Um, I will do my best to answer, uh, whatever questions you guys have. Uh, again, it's going to be a matchup. That's one. I mean, just a summary that it's going to be one on the offensive and defensive lines. I think this, there's going to be a lot of heavy running in this game. Uh, the lions will sprinkle in some passing, but you know, um, lions offensive line should have, it should be fine against new England's defensive front. I, I think that it, this is a uh, this is an opportunity for the Lions' defensive line to step up and to to you know make some plays and put the Lions in a good situation. Uh, I don't have a uh, a prediction on this game. This is a really important game for the Lions if they want to sort of shed the the bad taste um, from specifically Week Four, which is I think a game that you maybe. You probably needed to win that game. And then also the Minnesota game where it's like, you know, that's a game you should have won. So as frustrating as it is that the Lions are one and three, they're not, (laughs) they're the worst defense in football, but they're not that far off from being in a better situation than we may have thought through five, through five games. We'll see what happens this week. So that's kind of it on the offense and defense. Um, The last thing I have to tell you is, uh, Turnovers is going to be a huge deal in this game. Whoever wins the turnover battle uh, probably wins the game, which is probably true for just about any any game that's played in the NFL. Um, this one more importantly than others because I think that I think that both teams are sort of going to want to. I mean, if you're on, if you're New England on defense, you're going to want to limit what the Lions can do from a big play standpoint and just make them uh, one-dimensional to where, you know, we're going to get some pressure on Jared Goff and we're going to force him to be uncomfortable and to get a little happy feet going on in the in the pocket and uh, let's stop them on first downs. And it's just kind of like the same story what the Lions are going to try to do on, on, you know, the defensive side of the ball too. So if the Lions can get a turnover or two and uh, flip the field here and there, it looks good, and the same thing can be said for New England. If they're if they're if they force Goff to throw a pick or the, you know fumble that kind of stuff, so so ball security is important this week. Um, that's it for uh, for week five. Uh, we'll be back uh, early and early next week to wrap up this game, and we will see you guys then. Have a great weekend. Let's bring it here together. Let's go. Let's go.
Yes! <laughs>